So welcome to the bright side of life. My name is Femi Grilla Heights. Now I am going to give a premise uh, before I start this conversation with my guest. Uh, welcome to the crypto world. Welcome to the tech side of life. This is Talk Tech. Uh, now, growing up or uh, before we were born, there were systems of banking. There were systems of transferring uh, possessions. They were willing. You have to give your will to your child. Uh, there were systems called butter as well, trade by butter. We learned that in the different subjects we had in secondary schools or primary schools or thereabouts. What is butter? A butter kind of system is I have something you need, you have something I need. For example, I need your tubers of yam and you have a live goods. Probably I want to use it for Asun, I want to use it for Isiu, whatever. But then I need your yam or you need my yam and you need it for whatever they use yam for. <laughs> and uh, we exchange. That was a butter system, a system that was not controlled by any government of the world. It was just based on peer-to-peer -peer system. I have what you want, you have what I want. Let's make an exchange. But as human evolution and human um, ability to grow in knowledge and to expand territories and to create a system that works and to have a system where some control comes in, either to the majority or to the minority, the banking system was introduced to curb a lot of stuff, not just the transactional part as well, but to regulate operations across nations, across our states, across local governments, and different countries came up with their own banking system. Literally, every country has a central bank. It controls every other thing that stems out of other banking, operations that happens in the country now what regulators do is to protect the user or the citizen and also protect the government and in this case still protects the business ventures that's the banks themselves so the regulator is trying as much as possible to regulate to ensure money is balanced in the economy and to ensure that your money is preserved at least that's what we are meant to understand yeah your money is preserved except we now have banks that take your money and don't refund your money. So we need to question that system all over again. So everyone started questioning that system. Why are we slave to that system? Somebody somewhere came up with uh, the idea of blockchain and cryptocurrency. In this case, Bitcoin, Satoshi, and so many other names you would hear in the cryptocurrency world idea of cryptocurrency is to go back to where we came from to ensure that there's a decentralized form of making transactions. We are not controlled by system. We are not uh, controlled by the slow moving pace of the financial sector because the pace of the financial sector has to do a lot with the regulations. So sometimes regulation is a good thing, but other times it slows the process of development. And people started coming up with 
more advanced ways to transfer virtual money. And everybody's like saying, what can we have to trade between nations to buy commodity that doesn't have to be physical currency that has to be called the currency of the people and that is where cryptocurrency came to life now in 2017 january 12 2017 to be precise in a reference letter by the CBN, uh, FPR forward slash DIR forward slash GEN forward slash CIR forward slash 06 forward slash 010, the secular states, secular to banks and other financial institutions on virtual currency operations in Nigeria. The emergence of the virtual currencies that's VCs has attracted investors in payment infrastructures that provides new methods for transmitting value over the internet. Transactions in VCs are largely untraceable and anonymous, making them susceptible to abuse by criminals, especially in money laundering and financing of terrorism. VCs are traded in exchange platforms that are unregulated all over the world. Consumers may therefore lose their money without any legal redress in the event these exchanges collapse or close business. That is the reference letter reading word to word from the letter uh, released by the CBN January 12, 2017. So what happened? Uh, I think, in my opinion, that CBN did not really push forward for this or they were just complacent somewhere in between. And fast forward from 2017, but we had another letter coming from the same Central Bank of Nigeria this letter I'm reading is the one that has been corrected by the CBN, but the initial letter had some little bit of typos here and there. So the letter was released February 5th, 2021, with uh, the reference number BSD4 slash DIR4 slash PUB4 slash LAB4 slash 014 slash 001. Now I'm quoting those letters because you know I love numbers and I love statistics. Now, letter to all deposit money banks, non-bank financial institutions, and other financial institutions. The Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN, secular of January 12, 2017, with the reference I already stated, uh, which cautioned deposit money banks, that's DMBs, non-bank financial institutions, NBFIs, and other institutions, OFIs, and members of the public on the risk associated with transactions in cryptocurrency. Further to earlier regulatory directives on the subject, the bank hereby wishes to remind regulated institutions that dealing in cryptocurrency or facilitating payments for cryptocurrency exchanges is prohibited. Accordingly, all DMBs, NBFIs and OFIs are directed to identify persons and or entities transacting in or operating cryptocurrency exchanges within their systems and ensure that such accounts are closed immediately. Let me go to the tail end of that letter. CBN actually states, this letter is with immediate effect. How do you wrap up a financial transaction with the same day you release the letter? 
and with immediate effects. And that is one of the things we'll be talking about on the show. Now I have my guest in the house and <laughs> he's just all smiling and I, I know he's ready to dish out some stuff, to spit some bars and to tell us some, some, some coins. And maybe at the end of the show, he would just be like, oh, I'm so generous. You guys should take one BTC for your problems. <laughs> but I have no other person than Ayodiji Fa Koladi. Now, welcome on the show, uh, Ayodiji. Thank you. Can you give us a little bit of introduction? Okay, so my name is Ayodiji, uh, popularly called Ayodiji We coined out of, um, I'm the founder of We Technologies. And so the We actually came out of We Technologies. So W-E? W-I-I. Okay. Uh, we Technologies. So where we actually fix gadgets, we train uh, hardware technicians, and we open a venue for them to actually work. So I doubt via our franchise model or other models. So yeah, so We is like a company, like an ecosystem on its own. So yeah, that's that's where the we came out from. Okay, so we we are going <laughs> to talk about cryptocurrency on the yeah. show. Now I've heard you. We've been in on platforms mm-hmm. where we've talked about um, virtual currencies, yeah. and um, there are different virtual currencies. There are uh, the XRPs, yes. there's Dogecoin, yes. there's the Bitcoin, there is uh, Ethereum, mm-hmm. there is uh, so much, so so many so of this coin. Now. CBN came up with a directive. Mm-hmm. I've read the letters. Mm-hmm. I know you've read that letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll be like, what is this going on in this country? <laughs> are we going back or we are going forward? <laughs> now, we know what a financial regulator does. Mm-hmm. In their bid, they are trying to protect, mm-hmm. right? What do you think about this move? Mm-hmm. Let, let's not talk about crypto first. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this move. I think when the policy came out, um, I tried to uh, go to the internet to find out why they make the decision. So remember when they released the letter, it has been since 2017. So um, I first of all want to say that is it because of the answers protesting that started? Because at some point when they were blocking accounts and were tracking accounts, um, they had to, people start receiving money through cryptos. So uh, in my head, I'm calculating, is that the reason? Right. So one, I'm like, okay, this letter was released since 2017. So what could actually be wrong from them? So I, I think there's so many factors in, inclusive in this. I think I would pinpoint to the fact that they are, they are not able to track these systems. One. Um, second thing, the diaspora remittance for uh, last year reduced. And that was not due to crypto, actually. That was due to um, COVID-19. So because of the lockdown, a lot of institutions and organizations, financial institutions were not able to operate full time, right? And a lot of people in the diaspora were trying to send in their money, right? Or uh, through another method, or a lot of people lost their jobs. So um, the diaspora remittance reduced last year. So there was no a lot of um, dollar into the system. So I could say that could also be a reason. Um, the, the, the way they put it in effect, I, I think is also the fact that when the old funding of the ON SAS matter happened, that was also a problem uh, for them. Then I also personally think that the um, economy is in trouble. Uh, but the question is, is that the best way to go around it? Um, would you actually have to ban something to solve that problem? So I think that's my thoughts around that. Okay, uh, still on your thoughts on that. And now um, I'm going to read some excerpts from this day. And some reports are saying that the FBI actually tipped CBN that uh, huge transactions were coming into the country to a tune of 200 million 
dollars coming into the country and this money had no trace mm. it, it, when i say it had no trace it had no trace in the legal financial mm. system of nigeria and um according to the story that's the the, the popular uh, name that goes with uh, fraud in nigeria is yao yao mm. that these guys are bringing in huge amounts of money into the country they are using virtual currencies to transport money uh, they are undetected. They could travel with with no cash at hand and start um, doing a lot with this money. Now, when I said doing a lot with this money, I mean I could still be legal and be doing it. Mm-hmm. But because I fall in within that realm where the money itself is not a legal tender at uh, CBN, they just refer to all that transaction that it could be money laundry. It could be financing terrorism in quote vis-a-vis mm. at the NSAS uh, protest mm. that we are not linking to that because NSAS happened in uh, 2020 mm-hmm. and this initial letter was released in 2017. Do you think that on one hand that CBN is right to protect those that are putting their money into this thing to ensure that they are not defrauded? Mm. Okay, so I, I think they might actually have the like a, quite a number of mindsets to say, oh, okay, you know what's less of a problem. But I think there are other ways to do this. Um, I personally, I think I might be wrong, but then personally, I think that they could actually have built a, a better tracking system, integrate tracking systems into um, their operations and how they do things rather than. So the thing is, without crypto, um, terrorism has always been. Uh, money laundry has always been. The, the guys have always found ways to do these things. We have always had corruptions on different levels. So without crypto, so even with inclusive crypto, whatever it has to be, people you would always have the good, the bad, and the ugly. So you always have certain amount of people that want to go around and say, "Oh, let me explore this for bad. Let me explore this for good, and let me explore this for evil." So yeah, I don't think I don't think banning it was the right move. Okay, Nigeria has uh, gone over some critical times and some critical decisions. One of them is crude oil prices plummeting. Mm. And we had a border closure, which also had a repercussion on the economy that did not have much production capacity, but consumption. Then we had the pandemic of 2020, mm. limiting of the transaction on uh, debit cards. Yes. Uh, so all of this put together, is CBN trying to really protect the Naira? And are they doing so well? Is there good news coming from even protecting the Naira? So uh, I would say that currently in the black market, so because there's the official rate for Naira, rate for dollar to Naira, right? Um, and you can't really have access to this. It's very hard for you to have direct access to this. So in the black market, um, dollars that before the policy was around 480 something, um, currently is on 450. The Naira actually strengthens. Yes, a, a little bit, bit. A bit. A little bit. I think it happened over the weekend when they when they made that policy. It happened um, Friday, Saturday. It really went down to as less as 420 Naira. But then it went up again to 460. Then it starts coming down. But then I feel like even that is still not stable. Um, there are other policies where they could also make that um, could also devalue the Naira for that. So I think there are still troubles in different places that would not make the Naira. The economy is in trouble. You would not just make that policy and poof, everything will just happen and miracle will happen and all of us will start doing one era to one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so as wishful thinking at yeah, this point. So, so, so I, I think it has been quite unstable ever since the policy. We've seen the era 
um, gone up and we've seen it come down again. So uh, we're looking at it and seeing, oh, let's see what happens with this. Okay. Now, CBN has said all banks that have association with uh, crypto, either they are serving as the middleman, because how crypto works is that we have the virtual currency, then we have the escrow or the middleman. Usually before now, the escrows used to be humans. Mm. They used to be persons. Mm. But then banks started having virtual accounts. Mm. Like, uh, I don't want to mention some banks, mm. but it started having virtual mm. accounts where a person wants to buy Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. It transfers his Naira to his virtual accounts, then use that Naira to buy Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Then when he wants to sell, he sells, then transfer the money to his virtual accounts, then from his virtual account to his own personal account. This was really going well, right? And virtual accounts were not only for cryptos. Mm. Uh, the likes of PiggyVest use virtual accounts, mm. from, especially from providers. And because of that policy, we saw providers withdrawing from uh, the whole virtual accounts thing. And PiggyVest was forced to almost instantaneously move to Wema Bank. Mm -hmm. All of this, do you think there will be more repercussions from this movie? Are you seeing a good part with this decision or is it just going to strengthen the crypto world? So I think it's going to strengthen the crypto world. Um, so I say that whenever there is um, controversy around certain things, you're going to go so big, right? So we've had certain people that have had certain controversies and you've seen them grow massively big on that. Over the week that I have seen that this policy had happened i've seen a large number of people join then also looking at the old crypto thing is a decentralized method of doing stuff right so um they were trying to look at oh there's a centralized system which a lot of people it's not accountable a lot of errors around it um it's mostly centered around making certain people wealthy and um a decentralized system were created right um i, I think at some point other western was fighting it until when they had to accept it and say okay fine let's try to regulate this right so um i i think from the beginning of this Cryptocurrency is a part of blockchain, which is an open ledger, which was never supposed to be like a bank to um, person thing. It was always supposed to be a P2P thing, right? So I would always say that innovation would always go bigger over regulation, right? So I think a bigger market is going to surface. A lot of people are jumping on it already. Um, they just Some guys are just releasing NGNT, which is a tethered NERA, um, as a way to be able to assess Nera as a digital currency trying um, to bypass the yes, system yes of the central system so you could do policies around um, the normal banks that we have but then you're just making the crypto world bigger because a lot of people are beginning to say oh you know what let's get out of all these old central systems and a lot of banks are going to lose right because more digital banks are coming up to say, oh, let's find a way around the system. Okay. A lot of people are innovating around that. I know certain organizations that are trading around, okay, you know what, let us jump for this opportunity. People are beginning to make more money off it. You have more people that are beginning to sell this uh, currency without having to go through the banks and all that. So I think it's just going to get stronger. And I think a lot of people are going to adopt it. Businesses are going to adopt it. The businesses are not going to say, now you're trying to receive money abroad. You don't really need to go through so much stress and waiting for these things to drop. Crypto would allow you to receive these things very fast and all of this. And it's going to be crypto a crypto was 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 supposed to ease the stress yes. of, of making yes. transactions. Yes. Now, uh, according to a BBC report on BBC Pigeon, uh, sixty thousand two hundred bitcoins have been traded since twenty fifteen in Nigeria. 
Now, Nigeria happens to be the second nation after the United States trading huge amounts of Bitcoin. I'm going to give you the stats. Now, in 2015, Bitcoin was only $505. Mm. One Bitcoin to $505. Now, in 2016, it was 780 2017, as of December 22, it was 13800 Imagine from 2016, just 780 Now, in 2018, it was 4003 2019 it was 12,006 plus then in december 2020 it was 28,700 plus then in january 2021 bitcoin shot up to 34,600 plus now if we were to do the math <laughs> and check from 2015 till now that nigeria has traded over 60,000 btc we are talking about trillions trillions why are we not cashing in on this money mm -hmm. is it because it's not a central system this was supposed to help the economy due to the influx of uh, transactions dollar and all of that but why are we not seeing this translated so um i think uh, we at some point we didn't uh, yes as much as those numbers are huge i think we're beginning to have more entrance of people into crypto uh we had selected set of people that knew about this and were doing this and i think it made a lot of people millionaires or maybe billionaires, I could say. Um, why can't we see it in the economy? I think at some point, when uh, even when governments were trying to make budgeting and all of that, we had guys like this that were still, um, because of guys like this, we had the economy had not fall deep into deep depression uh, because we still had certain inflow of some of these things, right? And yeah, because of a lot of things, we've not been able to really see it. So I think that, um, while CBN is looking for ways to ban it, they should find a way to track it and integrate it into their systems rather than ban it. So to pump in more into the economy and be able to help a lot of people. Now, uh, Nigeria is not the only country that has banned crypto. Yes. Yeah, we have Nepal, we have Iran, we have ba Bangladesh, we have Bolivia, we have Kazakhstan. We have even up to India, Denmark, India. Ecuador, up to China. And we have even African countries that has placed a ban or, or the ban on, on the operations of cryptocurrency in their various countries. Why is it different? Why, is, why are Nigerians so loud about it? <laughs> because I know that Nigerians definitely own Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Nigeria, Nigerians are actually kings. Uh, every part of the world, they are respected. Um, at some point, being a Nigerian over there, you are like, it's like a new thing, right? It's like a cool thing. Right, so naturally Nigerians are like that. Everything goes boo, 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 boo. But then also considering that Nigerians like Nigeria is like the number second um, country that traded uh, cryptocurrency more. So yeah, there's still to actually make that kind of noise. Um, yeah, I think that's that's that for me. So um, looking at this ban on the transactions or the operations of digital wallets, and you being in the digital wallet space. What do you think would happen? How would people navigate the system? How would they start going around it? Because like you said, uh, we're supposed to look at it from how can we manage policies around the things that are already doing this? Because we have platforms like Quidax. Mm -hmm. You cannot come on the platform. You cannot make transactions without a BVN. Yes. So that means we already had Quidax as a platform having security yes. where they trace where the money goes to. Uh, probably CBN could have worked with such platforms like that and say, okay, if 
we are doing this. Let us work with our fintech industry. I think Nigeria has one of the most creative fintech yes. industry in the world. Now they can work with that. So what? how do you think we can navigate this? How can the likes like Quidax present their case? And how can um, the typical me and you <laughs> that we're trying to see if this will be the currency of the future? We've had um, Elon Musk, a business mogul, talking about Dogecoin. We've had some uh, celebrities influencing these coins yeah. by putting out an opinion, mm -hmm. then the price goes up or mm -hmm. the price comes down. Yeah. So what do you think about all of this put together? So um, I think the first one that you made mention around, I would, I would, I would people go around this. So like I said at first, um, it's a P2P thing, right? So the old ban is not going to stop people from actually running transactions via it uh, because it's still P2P. So I, I love the fact when you talked about the old security thing around this, which requires that. I know it's not just Quidax. I know other platforms that requires that, oh, before you register, they take, Binance does not just take your BVN. Binance takes your facial, this, so it does like as if you're registering like a BVN in an organization. So they take your BVN, they take your face, they take your address, they tell you to do address verification. And some of these verifications. And there's a, a certain volume of, of transactions you, you can cannot do. make. Yes. So do, you can do when you start and you yes, can't make at some point. Yes. Yeah. So the more, I know that, for example, for Binance, when you join and you are a starter, you are at level zero. There's a limit of transaction you can do. And the more you grow in this, the more then they will start unlocking certain transactions for you. Right? So um, I think, yeah, I think it, it makes a lot of sense what you said out. Uh, why not these people why not CBN work with these existing organizations and say, oh, as the fintechs around this this we know that we had always had poor payment system at some point. So we were talking about this beta and all of that. Then we had guys like Paystack and all of these guys develop and say, okay, you know what, let us find a better way to run transactions. Let us find a better way for payment solutions. And we had integration into web. We had integration into this and Excel getting better. So you have I can't remember the last time I entered a banking hall. I can't remember. I've not owned an ATM for like two years because I really don't need it. They are like POS, this one, that one, all over. Yeah, because solutions like this are developing and it's making it better and quicker to assess all this financial stuff. So I, I think it's way better if CBN could say, okay, let us work around this policy and say, let's work with fintechs or let's work with this existing organization and let them give us data on, okay, uh, make sure that there are limits to this. Let us know how we can track these things rather than just put a ban to it. Okay, now there are words on, <laughs> there are words on the streets that um, one of the reasons could have been that uh, for every transaction, there is a transactional fee that is supposed to go to the banks. Then the banks remit some of these fees to probably the central body or thereabouts, or there are taxes that goes into buying uh, virtual properties mm -hmm. or virtual products that uh, one of the strong points aside uh, prevention of fraud money laundering and financing of terrorism that one of it is because the financial institutions or in quotes we're not getting as much money there was also gets being the escrows of nigeria mm. so what do you think about that mm. they were not getting as much money <laughs> <laughs> So, so I've not read that. I don't have full information. <laughs> like I say, you but, know, we are, we are closer to the streets. Yeah, but, 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 you know, I, I, I am aware of the transaction fee. It still exists even after the whole thing. Um, and uh, I don't know whether it is going to the banks. 
uh but i know that sometimes when you, when it comes to transaction fee it goes to some miners and goes to certain maybe the um the third party involved those thought merchants that they are standing between the individual and um the the uh coin itself so like those virtual accounts yes, yes. So there, there are certain things. So I don't really know if how much is going to the bank. I've not done. You said from the street, right? So, <laughs> you know, so, you know. Be, I would have to come up with a strong data for me to say that is true. That's what I said on the streets. You know, I'm very careful what I say on the show. Now, um, so one last thought. What is the way forward? We've seen Elon Musk talking about Dogecoin and the thing is just making Dogecoin be yeah, like Banji yeah, yeah, yeah. of late. So what do you think about Elon Musk investing $1.5 billion into Bitcoin? Yeah. Like what, what is wrong with these people? It's crazy. <laughs> Apple, Apple just announced yesterday too that they are, they are, they are buying larger shares of, um, buying a larger amount of Bitcoin also. Um, you had um, Jack of Twitter also tweeted with those that he's beginning, he has started mining Bitcoin. <laughs> um, then also around Bitcoin, I think Bitcoin is just going to blow up. It has blown up. Currently, Bitcoin is on as at now when I entered the show, it was on forty forty seven thousand uh, dollars per Bitcoin currently, and it has blown up from it blew up from thirty nine thousand dollars the day that um, Elon Musk announced that he bought one point five billion. It just went <laughs> up this off right. So a lot of people are already going in. And also knowing that um, Bitcoin has a limited limited amount you can mine, so total is twenty one million in value, and they are close to that that level already. So because of that, you have it getting so expensive more and more. Looking at the time when it, it came out, two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, to uh, as a two thousand and eight fifty dollars, less than that, and boom down to now, and it's worth. A lot, like it's worth according to according to Quidax, one uh, BTC is equivalent to twenty one million naira. Now one BTC as of today, real time. That is real time <laughs> exchange. Twenty one million two hundred and twenty two hundred thirty eight thousand one hundred and six. So, I, I, I had somebody that became a millionaire out of that. He bought it back at two thousand and sixteen when it was on two hundred and forty something thousand. A friend helped him get it. A friend that knew about this, and the guy traveled out, and he didn't really know much. He tried his way around it. He couldn't get it, and he just dumped it, right? Then the guy came home around this 2012, um, 21, and the guy was like, "Oh, you remember I helped you buy this, 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 that time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know you have almost 60 million in your account?" The guy was like, "Are you serious? Like, <laughs> yes, that your 20 or something." Yeah. yeah, and my friend, yeah, she just told me that she did. She put in 400 naira last year, and when we checked it today, it was on like 3k. She was like, oh, wow, this thing, she had wish I'd put in. She had wish I'd put in. That's more. ice cream on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I want to ask a logical question. Yeah. If Bitcoin will become the currency mm. of, Elon Musk says the, the currency of Mars could be Dogecoin. Doge, yeah. yeah. If we're using Bitcoin, mm-hmm. I would say Bitcoin should be generally acceptable. Mm-hmm. If it comes down to the common man, do you think it makes sense that Bitcoin becomes a currency or we just start afresh from a fresh coin? So I think I think Bitcoin will not be um, the future money because I think Bitcoin has gone crazy. I, I think it does not Except make Except to do this thing. There's this thing where they do in Bitcoin where they slash it by 50 when it gets to a setting. I think it happened last year or two years mm-hmm. back. I think it's called halving. Yeah. But, but I, I think there's no how you want to have it now. You know, go rich... That, that the common you know, man. Yes. So I think Bitcoin is like a luxury thing now. A lot of people cannot. I don't even advise people that want to go into that. Don't even think it if you don't have the money, please. Because it's just like a luxury thing currently. So moving moving forward, even this Bitcoin that we are shouting is is currently not for the common man. It's not for the common man. 
so that makes sense mm-hmm. that um, crypto would find some limitations, except it comes into a central. But you system. also remember mm-hmm. that crypto currently has a lot of other coins. It's not just around Bitcoin alone. Um, so you mentioned Dodge, and I could mention over fifty currently right now, and I keep mentioning them. And you are having so many potentials with some of them. I know BNB, for example, and Int. BNB went from last two weeks from um, $39 to currently right now, $130-something, right? So a lot of people that jumped on that were able to X, X4 or X5 their money, right? So there are other currencies like the one um, Elon Musk is shouting, Dodge, which is called they call the currency of the people because um, the way Dodge works, it basically talks about... Um, the difference between Dodge and Bitcoin is that Bitcoin has a limit of what you can mine. Dodge can keep uh, mining this. and mining. Yeah, so and you mining. can keep mining. It does not have a limitation. Now, now going back to uh, going back to CBN. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> CBN has created. Should I say? Because whenever I talk on this show, I see problems as opportunities yes. for some. Yes. Now, CBN has created a system where everybody is going to come up with method because there was a time that MMM was striving. Mm, mm. Everybody was doing... People didn't know about Bitcoin. They just knew they were, they were transferring and they were gaining yes, Bitcoin. Yes. And I think if that had continued, some people would have had like maybe 10 BTC to mm-hmm. date. Yeah. Now, looking at those systems, is CBN is trying to prevent or is trying to protect us. But in so doing, are we not going to be exposed to methods, to... P2P methods too, because P2P has to do with trust. Yeah. I have to trust you yeah. to be able to give you the coin because yes. obviously I'll send the coin <laughs> before you send money. Money, yes. So do you think it's opening up more problems yeah. or it's opening up more solutions? So it's going to open more problems. There will be a lot of more scam activities, but then they will also open up more solutions in terms of, um, like I said, um, organizations are going to innovate around the people are beginning. To, it's a new market entirely. And people are going to jump on that problem. I know people are already jumping on it. I don't want to mention anything on radio. But then I know that people are already jumping on it. People are already creating that uh, escrow kind of service to it where uh, we're still going to be an intermediary within this. So if if CBN decides to take out the banks, a certain organization that can build trust with people and say, okay, we're going to be your middleman for P2P, still going to be surrounding around P2P. But rather than you send it to A, send it to B without A knowing B and B might disappear. Right now, you so let's to have help you monitor organization everything. that runs an escrow that says, "Okay, B, bring your coin. A, bring your money. Okay, so once we receive the vote, we are going to pay A, and B is going to pay." Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's always a way in this. There's system. always going to be a way. Okay, thank you so much, um, IODG We from yes. We Technologies, yes, and uh, thank you for being a part of thank the show. My name still remains Femi Greater Heights, and this is Talk Tech. Peace out. Got Chuck's on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too.